Hey moms, welcome to this episode of the Dorinda Wilson podcast. That didn't come out quite right, did it? Dorinda <laughs> Wilson podcast. <laughs> I'm Dorinda, wife to one, mom to eight, and nana to nine. I'm also a 27-year veteran homeschooling mom and the author of The Unhurried Homeschooler, a simple, mercifully short book on homeschooling. Uh, um, what else have I written? Unhurried Grace for a Mom's Heart, a devotional written specifically for homeschool moms, and The 4-Hour School Day, How You and Your Kids Can Thrive in the Homeschool Life. Um, that book is sort of like an expanded version of The Unhurried Homeschooler. So if you enjoyed The Unhurried Homeschooler, I encourage you to check that out as well. You can find all three of those books on Amazon. You can find them at my website, DorindaWilson.com, and you can find The 4-Hour School Day at any of your favorite booksellers in addition to the two places that I mentioned. Um, I wanted to ask you moms if you have tried CTC math yet with your child. I've been mentioning this along the way, this math program, but here's a testimonial from another happy homeschool mom. Amber said, I am absolutely thrilled with CTC math. It's a rare find that I've used with my children for more than five years now. I have six children using CTC math, and each child has found it easy to navigate and very applicable. I love seeing them enjoy this math program and grow in their mathematical journey. Thank you so much for all that you're doing in providing quality math lessons for my children. So moms, if you're looking for a great online math program, visit ctcmath.com. That's ctcmath.com. I'll link, leave a link in the show notes so make it easy for you to find them. Well, today I'm going to be talking about uh, homeschooling an only child. I have received several messages from moms asking me to cover this topic, but because I'm clearly not an expert in that field, I uh, put that topic on the back burner until I could find someone who actually was an expert. <laughs> I finally connected with Jessica Waldock from The Waldock Way. Some of you may have heard of her. Um, she's a writer, a photographer, and homeschool advocate. She founded The Waldock Way as a way to give back to the homeschool community that she had fallen so madly in love with. Along the way, she started using her creative talents to blog, vlog, and create curriculum. She is married to Kevin, and she's a mom to Emily, who is a quirky nine-year-old that loves to imagine and create. Don't you love those quirky nine-year-olds? Jessica, welcome. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited you're here. We had a great conversation before we started recording, and I thought, you know, some of these things you shared with me, I would love for you to share with the moms. And I think a great place to start would be, how did you end up um, doing this? How did you end up blogging, vlogging, and talking about homeschooling an only child? Well, I think the reason I ended up doing it was because I, as a homeschool mom of an only, wasn't seeing myself represented anywhere. Mm -hmm. um, I'm not saying that there wasn't others doing it, but when I would look at a blog or a YouTube video, it always seemed like there was more than one kid. And right. so after a while, you kind of start asking yourself, like, are there none of us because there's a reason we shouldn't be homeschooling? Like, is there something right. wrong with homeschooling an only child? Mm -hmm. And of course there's not. I've been successfully doing it for six years now and love every minute of it. And so I decided that I was going to start blogging and vlogging so that there would be representation. So when other homeschool moms were wanting to homeschool and only, they would see that somebody else is doing it and that they weren't alone. Mm, I love that. I love that. So I know that there are specific challenges of homeschooling an only child, um, and I'd love for you to talk about some of those, but we're going to start with the most asked question, 
And that is, what about socialization? (laughs) Oh, that's a question. It is hilarious to me because it is the first thing before, like, what's her name? How old is she? The minute I'm, they find out I'm homeschooling an only child, it's, well, what about socialization? How does she meet people? Mm-hmm. And I think the biggest thing is I was told my entire educational career in the public school that school wasn't the place to socialize. But then mm-hmm. somehow along the way, we have changed that or shifted that into the fact that it's the only place to socialize. And it's absolutely not. Um, I mean, we are not only homeschooling an only child, we also live in the middle of nowhere. We live an hour from civilization, like the nearest um, grocery store, library, it's all an hour away from us. So my goodness, we, we aren't even living in a place that's, um, like homeschool centric. And I want to make sure I preface that because I know a Mm -hmm. lot of people are going to say, well, it would be easy to homeschool and only if, Right. But we are not even in that ideal situation. I think it is easier, though, to homeschool and only in the 21st century because mm-hmm. you can bring those social aspects in with online classes. I mean, OutSchool has amazing options for a class in anything your kid is interested in, and they can be with their peers. Mm-hmm. But not only that, socialization isn't even just with peers. I mean, in the real world, you're socializing with people of all ages. Right. So I I think it's literally just living life, right? Taking them in in public, living mm-hmm. life, uh, going to the grocery store, going to the post office. I would actually argue that my only is more socialized than most, all, well, all homeschoolers are more socialized mm-hmm. than almost any public schooler, if we're being I would honest, agree with that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because they're, you know, in the real world. But I think... I think my answer to the question is normally just kind of I giggle and I'm like, well, obviously you haven't met her and I just let it go because she's a social butterfly. But if you are a homeschool mom and you're thinking about homeschooling or you want to homeschool and you have an only child, I want you to just go ahead and rehearse whatever your answer is going to be and then disregard (laughs) the socialization question from that point forward. I love it. That is some of the best advice I've ever heard. (laughs) And it's basically... It's basically what we did too. It was like, okay, I'm so tired of this question. Can I just have like a down pat answer and walk away? Like not playing. I'm just, I'm not playing this game. (laughs) Exactly. Just go ahead and rehearse your answer and then dismiss it. Don't let it Mm -hmm. bother you because yes, you can, especially the fact that it's going to be the first thing anybody asks you. It's, it could get in your head and kind of start Mm -hmm. making you doubt your decisions or making you wonder if they're right. They're not. So just get your answer, and then disregard and walk away. Right, exactly. I love that. Not letting that get under your skin. And you know when that's happening, like you're just agitated, like just slightly agitated. And I think it's important for us as moms across the board, um, you know, because we all run into this in various situations where people are inquiring supposedly inquiring. They're not inquiring to understand. They're inquiring because a lot of times they're just nosy or don't Mm -hmm. understand, you know, or they have some opinion that they want to insert that is, you know, unsolicited. Um, And my my go-to is always just smile and nod and walk away, like you said, and just dismiss it. But sometimes Mm -hmm. you do walk away from those situations and you can feel the agitation. Like you just, it got under your skin for whatever reason. It could be the wrong time of the month. It could could be a million things. You're already kind of doubting yourself and that kind of just adds to it. Take a minute, hit the pause button and deal with it. Like tell yourself the truth. Tell yourself the truth because the truth is 
your kids are doing great. The truth is your kids are obviously out there socializing or this person wouldn't have had the opportunity to say anything. Exactly, exactly. You know, it's like, I don't, I don't, I just, the whole disconnect, it's like this, um, what do they call this? Cognitive dissonance. I think that's actually might be the right term for it, where it's like, okay, you're saying this, but you're, this is what's actually happening over here. And sometimes they're even witnessing it for themselves and they're not making the connection. For instance, your daughter is talking their ear off, you know, like she is just going on and on and acting as though she, I mean, she's comfortable talking to adults and they're not, they're still not getting it. It is exactly that. And it always just makes me giggle. I'm just like, okay, obviously you haven't met her or you haven't known her long enough because you, right. that's not even a question you would be asking. Like, Right, exactly. And I love that giggling thing. Like, keep your sense of humor about it. Mm-hmm. Like, it is kind of funny. Um, and so if we can do that and just not let it get under our skin and just move on. And I, I just love that. I Hashtag not playing. I, I'm not going to play this game. I'm going to move on and invest my energy where it's really needed. And, and that's in what, what's right in front of me to do. So I love that. That's so good. And we are so right. I mean, is it socialization or is it, you know, socializing to me? I, those two aren't really technically, um, you know, two different terms, but in my mind, I've sort of made them different terms. You know, socialization is more like a herd mentality. Like I, yes, or, it's the, you know, the sitting in the room with peers, your exact right. same age, not what would be happening in the real world. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Versus um, talking with little children all the way to, uh, you know, senior citizens. My kids have always been comfortable talking to all ages from the time they were really little. And, and it's no different for an only child. Like you said, when you're just living life with them, taking them with you, including them in the things that you're doing, um, because there's all kinds of interactions that happen as we're out and about. So that's fantastic. Um, So, all right. So what about, you know, I think about things that I have, that our kids learned by having siblings, um, like teamwork, like on the daily, them having to work together on chores and those kinds of things. Obviously, the the purpose of the chore would be, well, for one thing, to get the dishes done. But also, you know, we're teaching them teamwork and communication and all of that. So as a homeschooling mom, do you just have to be more intentional about that? How, how How do you navigate that? I think we have to be a little more intentional about it. And I think what we've done to make it a little bit different and adapt it to us is versus where you used your kids as a team, as siblings, mm-hmm our family as a team. Right. We're a unit of three. Absolutely. Um, And we do that in a lot of different ways. So when she was a little bit younger, it was cooperative games, right? Mm -hmm. So the games where you either win or lose together against the game. So we were a team playing against that. Um, And we always say that. They're they're fantastic, especially even if you're not homeschooling on only and you have a kid who is a sore loser or having a hard time losing. Okay. They're really great for that too. So is that um, something you have on your website or are there specific yes. games? Well, okay. Okay. I have a huge list of them, but our top, I would say our top two favorite, depending on your ages, if they were younger, it was um Race to the Treasure. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit older was Forbidden Island. Okay. Those are kind of like okay. our top two. But then we also, I mean, everything is in that team mentality. Like if she mm-hmm. kind of huffs and puffs about maybe folding laundry, we're like, okay, but you're part of this family, you're part of this mm-hmm. team, you know, like that's what we that's do. So good. 
And so it's just a different view, I guess. It's kind of the same thing. Mm -hmm. We just have to play more of a part than we would have if there was more siblings, right? Same thing with same thing with playing games, right? She mm-hmm. could play with a sibling, but she doesn't have one. So one of us has to, you know, constantly be playing the game with her or or having single player games, which is right. a sanity saver if you're homeschooling right. and only. Right. Right. <laughs> and I'll I'll send you a list of my favorites of those too. But it's just, it's just, it's just different, I guess is the yeah. word I would use. It's yeah. not like it's not like you can't do it. You just have to take a different approach to it. Right. And I think I think it sounds to me like what you're saying is um, that some of the challenges that lie with, with homeschooling an only child, you just have to be honest about. You know, it sounds like you already said, okay, we want her to learn teamwork. So how can we do that? Within the scope of our family setting, um, how God has put our family together and it's it's the three of us. And so we are going to be a team. And uh, I love that. I love that you that you thought of that, that you have been intentional about that. Um, can you tell us just any other uh, specific challenges that you found with homeschooling only child and maybe talk about how you've addressed those? The biggest challenge, and I'm not going to say that this isn't maybe also a challenge when you're homeschooling multiples, but for me right. as a homeschool mom of an only is the fact that you are what I call on um, or you're forced to be engaged quite mm-hmm. literally from the time your child wakes up until they go to bed because right. you're it. You're you're their mm-hmm. teacher. You're their parent. I can't say go outside and play with your brother or sister or go play a right. game with your brother or sister. It's it's me. I'm the one that has to listen to all of the talking and there is so <laughs> much talking. Um, and it's just it can sometimes be, it's not really physically exhausting, but it can mentally be draining, especially mm-hmm. because I tend to be um, somewhat introverted and I'm like, I just need 10 minutes of quiet, please. Right, right. And so what we did or what I did, but my husband helped me come up with this idea, was we instituted what we call a learning lunch. And learning lunch means that you learn independent of mommy. Mm-hmm. Um so when she was little, that looked like me sitting her in front of Magic School Bus or Wild right. on the TV with her lunch. Now it can even look like us eating at the dining room table together, you know, me listening to an audiobook and her listening to a podcast or vice versa. Mm-hmm. But it it gives me 10 to 20 minutes of no talking, but I also mm-hmm. don't have to feel guilty because she's learning. Right. And it makes me a better homeschool mom, but also just person because I can come back recharged in the afternoon to do homeschool or to, you know, be her mom or to do whatever. I'm more mentally and emotionally focused and ready to tackle whatever the rest of the day has for us. Whereas before I couldn't make it to bedtime. Right. Right. That makes perfect sense. I I didn't even think about that, that that would, you would literally be on all day long. And yeah, if you're an introvert, that's, that's really tough. (laughs) But yeah, I love that. So a learning lunch, that's a great idea. Um, Are there any other challenges you've had that you, that you think are definitely specific to homeschooling that, that you've been able to address? I think probably another really big one is um, kind of, feeling alone, unfortunately, as much as, as much as I hate saying that it's, it's really difficult when you don't see yourself represented, um, in, Mm -hmm. in the world in general. I mean, in 
curriculum sometimes, you know, it's like, oh, with, with a friend or with your siblings or, or even in a class. Um, And I always have to kind of play both parts, right? I can be the teacher and I can be the student along with her sometimes. Right. Or, or just feeling like, like you don't have a tribe because Mm -hmm. it's hard to go to a mom who's homeschooling, let's say five kids Mm -hmm. and complain even though you have every right to, okay? Because homeschooling one isn't easier. And and I'll get into that later, but it's just different. So you still have every right to, but for some reason you feel guilty because you feel like I can't go and complain to her because she's doing this times five, right? Right, right. And so it can sometimes feel a little bit isolating and lonely. And I would say Mm -hmm. that that was a very difficult thing for me to kind of go through Um, it's not as bad now because I have enough people following me. If I have a bad day, I can say it and a hundred people are going to tell me it's okay. Right. But in the (laughs) beginning, it was, it was a very tough thing. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I can, I totally hear what you're saying. It's, and it's almost like, um, I think when you think about homeschooling only child and homeschooling several children, there's not really a comparison because it's like comparing an apple with an orange. Like there's just, they're both fruit. They're both still, you know, you're, you're still doing something important. You're still fulfilling a purpose, but you're just, they're just different. And so your challenges are different. Your challenges, you aren't challengeless because you have one child, you have different challenges. And so I could totally see where that would, that would create a sense of, of loneliness. But, um, I love the way that you have, um, like taken your little family and, and, and moved towards being intentional about being a tribe, you know, even though you felt like you weren't, you, you've created one basically, and you've done that, um, intentionally. And I think that's, whereas the rest of us, you know, we just by default have it and we might not, we might not even be, um, intentional enough, um, because it's just by default. Um, and, and so I love that, I just feel encouraged by that and inspired. Um, hopefully moms will will hear what you're saying if they have several kids and think, you know, I really need to encourage that that tribe mentality, that we are a team mentality, um, instead of just assuming that we are because we have so many. <laughs> so, exactly. Um, because yeah. even, even the simple things, like um, mm-hmm. that let's say, for example, when my husband still worked full-time, we would make a point to do only on the weekends because it was more fun. So for you, if you were to maybe go on a nature walk or mm-hmm. do poetry tea time, you had multiple kids around the table, right? So you, it didn't matter when you did it. It was easy or not right. easy, but it was, it was full. It was full of right. people and joy right. and excitement mm-hmm. for me and Emily. I mean, and I'm not saying it's not fun for two people, but it's definitely, there's certain things that are more fun with more people. And right. so we would even wait, you know, to do those things either at night or on the weekend when mm. daddy could be part of it because mm-hmm. it was more fun to have three people for a poetry tea time or a nature walk or game, you know, playing games together. Or there would be maybe even games that had to have at least three players. And so it was like, right. well, you, we can't play till daddy comes home. Right. Um, and so even our homeschool schedule, I would say, kind of loosened up and shifted because it was like, well, you, you know, we need more people. Like, this mm-hmm. just works better for us. I love that. That is such a great idea. And what a great way to, you know, include dad in the in the picture um, 
and just sort of invite him into it. Well, we can't do this if you don't do this with us, you know? <laughs> Basically, yeah. Like we need you. It's not that we want you. We right. have to have yes, you. Yes. We want you too, but we actually need you. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Are there any other areas that you'd like to share about the specific challenges? Um, I think the other kind of the last thing that I really want um to just say, it's not really a challenge, but I'm going to say this for moms that are going through the challenge. If you don't have your tribe yet, if you don't feel like you have somebody that you can vent to or talk to because they don't understand, or you, you know, your mom of a multiple, you don't want to tell her your woes because you don't, you know, whatever. Um, right. I will be your interim tribe. Like mm. I don't ever want a homeschool mom to feel that way I felt. So message me, email me, leave a comment, whatever you need. Um, and I will listen to you vent. That's awesome. That's awesome. And I'm assuming you probably have a group on somewhere on Instagram or. Well, I actually don't have a group of homeschooling and only, but I do have um, a specific email newsletter where I send okay. out once okay. a month encouragement to just my only moms. Great. Great. Well, we'll make sure that we leave a list of ways that moms can connect with you. But um, I think before we think about wrapping this up, I, I want to ask uh, another question or two. Um, how can a mom um, keep from overloading her only child's schedule? Because I think that's a huge temptation. And um, I know that you at the beginning read The Unhurried Homeschooler, and and that's a lot of the reason many moms are listening is they they did read that book as well, um, where we talk about having some margin in your day. And yet I think that as a mom of a home, uh, an only child that you're homeschooling, it could be tempting to overload their schedule. So do you have any tips or advice or encouragement for a mom who might be tempted to overload her child's schedule? It is absolutely not only just tempting, but sometimes inevitable as much as I don't like to say that, that mm -hmm. at some point as a mom of an only child, you're going to overload the schedule, especially mm -hmm. in the beginning, because you right, will right. at some point let the person who's asking you over and over and over about socialization, eventually it will get in your head or it will affect you. Or mm -hmm. you're going to hear your only child say, maybe just even in passing one time, one day, like, I wish I had a friend to play with. And your mom right. guilt is going to kick mm -hmm. in. And mm -hmm. you're immediately, and I say this from experience, a hundred times over, <laughs> you're immediately going to get on Facebook and look for homeschool groups in the area or events that are going on. And next thing you know, you will have, oh, this sounds good. And this sounds good. And you're going to have a hundred things on your schedule and be like, oh my gosh, what was I thinking? Because mm -hmm. in that moment, your mom guilt got the best of you because, right, right. you know, you thought that this is what was best for them. What I try my hardest to do is I found how many, what is that, like that happy spot for us where she is getting the engagement. I'm not even going to use the word socialization, the engagement from peers that she needs Versus us not overloading the schedule. And for mm -hmm. us, that is one something a week. Like mm -hmm. that is our happy spot. Because mm -hmm. we live so far out, you know, just leaving and doing things multiple times a week is it's just not convenient. It would stress all of us out. So right, for right. us, the happy spot is one time a week. And mm -hmm. she knows that number. And so it's like, okay, 
here are the opportunities or here are the things going on. What, you know, what do you want to do? Right. And so currently she takes a zoo class once a month and that's in person. And then she Mm -hmm. has a Lego class that is um, two weeks out of the month that's online. And then she has a book club that's two weeks out of the month that's online. And so one week out of the month, sometimes it will fall where we'll be out of the house one day and she'll have an online class as well that week. But for the most part, we only have like one kind of thing a week and that's it. That's enough. That makes us happy. So I would say kind of evaluate like what is that happy medium for what my child actually needs versus how much is going to stress us out. And then that is like the golden rule. No more than that. And it could be two or three if you live where it's like right down the street. But for us, it was one. Right. Right. That makes sense. And I think, you know, it just goes back to the same, same thing for all homeschool moms. Know your child. Like be a student of your child, know what they can handle, know what their limits are. Um, and it doesn't hurt to to push them just slightly beyond their limits sometimes just to see if they're ready to grow a little bit. But but really um, just knowing your child and and being being aware that you you will be tempted to and will sometimes inadvertently overschedule. But just I think just being honest and recognizing when it's happened and go, okay, well, I did it. I did it again. I need to not, I need to back. We we all have to do that as homeschool moms. We end up with these. And not even just with our schedules either. I mean, that's everything, right? That's our, like how much curriculum we think we're going to be able to use within a year, our schedules. I mean, that's all the things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We have to kind of back up and reevaluate like, wait, what was I thinking? Let's be more realistic. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I think that's so important that we real that we know we have the freedom to maybe back out of something or say no to something that we might have said yes to, you know, or if we said yes to it and we can possibly get out of it, do that, you know, um for the sake for your own sake and for the sake of your child. So, that's oh, really absolutely. really good. Absolutely. When I do have those times where I've overscheduled, and then I'm like, oh man, what was I thinking? I sit down and I'm like, okay, look, let's go through this. You had said the other day, you know, that you wanted a friend and mommy felt guilty and I scheduled, and I'm honest, you know, mommy felt bad about Thank it. You. I scheduled all of these things. Mm-hmm. Here they all are. Which ones would you like to do? Which ones are you the most interested in? And she'll, sometimes she's like, oh, I want to do all of them. And then maybe the night before she's like, mom, we've done three things this week. I, I don't want to do any more for the rest of the month, you know, and I'll, okay, fine, we'll cancel <laughs> You know, but it's, I'm just right. honest with her. I'm like, you know, you said this and I did it. And then she's like, well, I didn't mean to make you feel guilty. And I'm like, no, I know you didn't. Like, I know that wasn't mm-hmm. your intention, but you know, I, I did. And I scheduled this or, you know, oh, I thought all of these things sounded fun. And we, I also think it's really important for you to tell somebody outside of just yourself, whatever that magic number is that you come up mm-hmm. with your husband, mm-hmm. your child, whatever, to kind of hold you accountable sometimes too as an only mom so that mm-hmm. you don't do that. Or so that when you do it, or I'll tell my husband like, oh, there's this really cool thing going on. And he now immediately is like, well, do we have anything else scheduled that week? Because he knows mm-hmm. that I've said a goal is one yes. a week. So yes. when I'm like, yes. oh, there's this fair in town or there's this, he's like, well, do we have anything else scheduled? And then, I mean, I just automatically answer my question, whether we're going or not, if, right. we, if we don't have any white space. If there's no margin, exactly. it's not I happening. Love that. Right, right. I love that accountability factor. That's really, really good. And I think that's that's good, when, especially when you have an only, because um, you, you, like I said, it's just, it's easy to just 
load them up and, uh, and they can only handle so much and they're only, you know, they can only take in so much and process so much and all of that. And so, um, you know, this is my, my big thing with unhurried homeschooling is just, you know, letting them learn at their own pace. And that includes like when we're doing outside activities and stuff, are they able to, you know, full, they're not, not going to fully benefit from them if they're exhausted, overwhelmed, anxious, because we've done too much. So I love that advice. Exactly. Really, At some really point great. you end up, you end up doing a disservice to them and you're actually where yes. you're like, oh, I'm going to schedule this Absolutely. because they need more engagement. They're actually disengaged and absent because it's too much, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, maybe just to wrap up the episode, I would love, um, you gave a word of encouragement earlier, but are, do you have any other words of encouragement for a mom with more than one child? I mean, not more with, what am I saying? Any, okay, let me just rephrase this. How can a mom with more than one child encourage a mom with only one child? That's what I'm trying to say. Well, I think the first thing is, Please don't ever tell her that what she's doing is easier than what you're doing. Like that is number one. I have mm-hmm. heard that before mm-hmm. and it it physically hurts to hear it because mm-hmm. I feel like I'm giving it my all and then somebody else is saying, well, what you're doing is easy, <laughs> but it doesn't feel right. easy when you're the one doing it sometimes. Right. So I think the right. first thing is just to go ahead and mentally, it's not easier. It's just different, right? We keep saying that it's Absolutely. just different challenges. It's different situations. So Mm -hmm. don't say that. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also realize that sometimes when she's coming to vent, she just needs to vent. She doesn't really even, it's kind of like, you know how when you go to your husband and you're venting and he immediately Mm -hmm. wants to fix the problem because that's what Mm -hmm. husbands do, Mm -hmm. but you really didn't need them to fix it. Sometimes just let her vent because even though you want to try to help, a lot of the times the things that you're going to say um, or like the maybe the the schedule you're going to try to give her or the solutions you're going to try to give her, they're really not going to work anyway because mm-hmm. the situations are so different. Right. Um, and it may just be more discouraging than encouraging. So mm-hmm. I think the mm-hmm. biggest thing is to just don't tell her what she's doing is easier and then just listen. Just let her vent, listen, and then just tell her you're doing a great job. You know, the same thing you would want to hear. You're doing a great job. Exactly. And I think ultimately... We all just want to hear that, right? You're doing enough. You're doing a good job. There's mm-hmm. nobody better suited for this than you because nobody Absolutely. cares about our kids' education more than us. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely spot on. So you can say that safely. <laughs> yes, safely. Like, nobody nobody cares more about your kid than you do. You're the best person for this job. Absolutely. Any parent, you can say that too. Absolutely. And I think, you know, it's, I love what you're saying because basically what you're communicating is value. Like, what they're doing is valuable. And I think that's so important for them to know. And that's really what they need to hear in that situation. Um, So I love that. I love those words of encouragement. And uh, I'm so thankful that you decided to join me today. I would love for you to share ways that moms can connect with you. Maybe you could just tell us and then we'll also include it in the show notes. Absolutely. So thewaldockway.com is my website. So there's um, plenty of blog posts there. If you just want to read something really quick, um, you can also contact me through the contact form. Mm -hmm. And then I am on Instagram, Facebook, 
YouTube, and TikTok. And again, you can leave comments or DM me and I am the one who actually answers them. So I will get back to you as soon as possible. Oh, that's great. Well, we'll include all of that in the show notes. Now, if you're listening from another platform, I've noticed that sometimes all the show notes and links don't go through to all the platforms. So if you aren't seeing them there, um, go to DorendaWilson.com and go to this episode. Um, There's a search bar at the top of the list of episodes on my podcast page at DorendaWilson.com. Um, cause some of you may be listening to this six months down the road and wonder where the heck the episode is. So if you go to the search bar and just put in only child or just a keyword there, the episode will come up and then you can get a hold of all of those, um, all of those show notes. So make sure to do that if you're not seeing them from your podcast platform. I also want to encourage you moms to check out Homeschooling Today magazine. Um, many of you know that I write a couple articles for them every quarter as they come out and I just love their heart. I love uh, the way that they are um, on the same page in terms of unhurried homeschooling, very relationship oriented, and just they have a lot of great writers. Um, These are the kind of magazines that you're going to hang on to and you're going to reread over and over again. And they're high quality. They're beautiful. So they're pretty to look at, which, you know, we're all kind of become much more visual now that we in the technological age, we've got Instagram and everything. So Um, We appreciate that as well. So I'll leave a link in the show notes um, to that magazine as well. But I'm going to go ahead and close in a word of prayer. Jessica, thank you so much for spending time with us today. Thank you so much for inviting me to be here. Mm -hmm. Lord, we just, we praise you and thank you for every mom listening who is homeschooling an only child. Lord, you have sovereignly ordained that this is their calling and it is a very special and unique calling. And, um, I just pray for every mom listening that um, is homeschooling an only child, that you would just give her wisdom and clarity of heart and mind. I pray that today's episode would be a huge encouragement and that you would bring back to their minds um, the parts and pieces that are important for them to remember. And I pray if moms are listening who um, don't have just one child, but have friends who have an only child, that they would be encouraged as well how to encourage their friends. Lord, we praise you and thank you for this time together. In Jesus' name, amen. 